everyone, and welcome back to the It's Good to Talk podcast. So, I have got a, another um, another TikToker with me. I, I, TikTokers are the ones that respond to me. Everyone else, YouTubers, uh, Twitch streamers, celebrities. I, Keanu, I have actually sent you a message if you fancy it. <laughs> Come on, come on board, man. Come on board. Um, it'll be, it'll be some kind of advertising for the new John Wick. I mean, I'm not that you need it, but you know. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we have got Mischief or Aunt Savage or however we want to describe on with us um, from uh, TikTok. Um, I'm not going to use your real name because I don't know if you if you want to let that out there. So, um, but how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I I'm late doing this podcast and that stresses me out somewhat because I hate being late for things makes me anxious but I'm good I'm all right you know I yeah I know I'm, I'm with you um late is always a, an irritation with me but you know sometimes uh life gets in the way it's uh it's that that quote you know life is uh everything can go to plan until you get hit in the face so as <laughs> simple as that um yeah. so obviously I, I gave you a couple of different names there um yes you've you mischief is kind of the, the the main one yeah um mischief is my username on tiktok so but you do occasionally go under aunt savage as well i do she's a character that i developed um basically she's like an agony aunt but she's she doesn't give you the softy softy approach um i i tend to answer sort of more funny questions so people will ask me you know um what do I do in certain situation or you know things like that and I just I give them more of a sarcastic answer and and just be a little bit savage (laughs) fair enough um now obviously there's a mental health um podcast and yep You've had your your issues with uh, mental health, and you've taken. <laughs> I've had my fair share, yeah. <laughs> and you t- took a break um, from from TikTok as well uh, recently. Yes, I do believe that it's healthy for you if you're if if you just find that you are too wrapped up in the numbers, or you're there's a lot of drama that's going on in t- on TikTok that you don't want to get involved in, and you're just not enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, take a break. Because I be- TikTok, everybody joins TikTok for the same reason, I believe, and that is to have fun, um, to watch videos, have fun, have a laugh. I believe that most people join it for that, and then they lose that as the numbers game comes out. For me, it was complete fucking boredom. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's not your thing. <laughs> but you know I, what? I'm, I'm, I'm old. I'm old. So um... I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> I'm like my husband does not get it. He's like that. I'm, uh, he likes my videos. He thinks that dad's funny and whatnot, but he's just not into it. And a lot of his friends who are sort of the same age group, they don't get it either. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care if you get it. I enjoy it. So that's all that matters. Weird enough, the, the biggest individual group on TikTok is millennials. It is not Gen Z or Alpha. It just isn't. People. We've think- taken over. But, it's taken over. Yeah, it's just not. Two th- was it 2005 to now? So um, seven to fucking Gen-, Gen Alpha is 17 now. Fuck's sake. But like Gen Alpha and Gen Z are not, then they're, they're not the ones that control it. Because so many people are like, oh, well, you're too old to be on here. It's like, bitch, we're No, we're not. Actually, we've got and we're the literally like 40% um, of TikTok is now millennials. Yeah. 
I also love the fact that because of the, the US one, I'm an elder millennial. Which makes me sound like I should be on a throne somewhere. I like that. I uh, don't get this right. What years are we talking? Like, which, because you go, you go and try and Google like this stuff, and it's like they all have different dates between like. That's, that's Sorry? The, 81 to 96 is the British millennial. Because America and Britain are slightly different. But 81 to, to 96 is... Um, I'm a millennial then. Yeah. What's my husband? He was 1980. 1980. He'd be a Gen X, just. <laughs> I'm going to take the piss out of him. <laughs> He's the older generation. Um, although that's the 90s. That fucking meme on TikTok. Um, but obviously, yeah, I mean... With um with things like that, I took six months away from because I'm on Twitch and YouTube and fucking everything. Yeah, I believe I just believe yeah. that if you if it if you're not enjoying it and it's not fun, take a break. Yeah, I mean, I went traveling. I traveled the world. I literally went to the Middle East and Europe and everything. I I fucked off. I I, I full on just. Went, Why did you not take me with you? <laughs> I was in the desert for two weeks. It's wonderful. Um, I would, I'm literally, why did you not invite me? That's just rude. I'm, I'm not doing this podcast when I, anymore. When I, first got, when I first contacted you, I was traveling. I was in the Netherlands. You were, actually. I remember you <laughs> trying to work out the, uh, the time difference. And, stuff. <laughs> and I always like I always felt a little bit bad. Like You'd message me and say, oh, can you do it? And I was just not in the zone at that time to be able to do it. Ooh. So, But as soon as I'd, like, I found... I've got myself better. I've worked on myself during the, the break and I, f- I feel a lot better. I feel a lot more like myself. Mm. Um, if, if I'd done the po- podcast back then, it wouldn't be the same because I would just be pretending to be good. Um, whereas now I actually am. So that's why I contacted you. I, be- I believe I, con- I reached out to you this time because I, I did want to do the podcast with you and I had promised to do it and I always keep my promises. Um, so I reached out to you and I was like, listen, I feel better. Um, just let me know when you're available. Yeah, yeah. And it's that, it's always good. And I always say to people like, so uh, we talked, uh, we were talking about Call Me Chris um, and the, the, the nightmare of the first podcast I did with her. And um, she was very similar in the kind of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, and it's, it's people that want to beat themselves up with their own mental health. The word fucking sorry, just just ban it everywhere. So I know. Ban it. Because you can see who's suffering at the time. Because they're the yeah. ones that use the word sorry so much. And if anyone yeah. does go into my um, Twitch, because it's, it's linked, if you use the word sorry when you message, it won't be accepted and you cannot talk. The word sorry is literally banned on my You've account. banned the word sorry from your vocabulary. Yep. The word fine, okay. the word fine, yep. the word sorry, and pathetic. And every variation of those, so apologies, apologize, sorry with a zero, and I'm fine. All of that is all banned from my chat. The word fuck, cunt, twat, wanker, all fine. You're good with that. <laughs> if, you say, if you say sorry, it mm. literally won't let you message me. So... <laughs> So don't do that. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 I'm much more on the mental health subject. So obviously, yeah, you, you, take, you took a break and you, you were having breaks and stuff before. So do you want to tell us more about kind of you and mental health, like your backgrounds and struggles and everything like up to now? How long have you got? Well, I mean, <laughs> enough, enough for a first session of, of counselling. We'll <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, I've done 10 years of um with a, a consultant psychiatrist mm. um, and we've still not got down to the bottom of it. So, <laughs> I am messed up. Like I've had 
I, okay, I'll give you the list of my actual diagnosis. Um, so I have anxiety, which is, you know, everybody has a little bit of anxiety every now and again. I have um, bipolar type two. Um, I have depression. Um, I have PTSD. I have childhood PTSD. I have night terrors as well. Um, yeah, so it's it's been a ride. <laughs> Yes, it's it is that that thing. I think, especially when a lot of a lot of us get older, and I think it it is spiked more with millennials when we get older and kind of go, oh, all that shit that we were going through when we were kids. Oh, oh, that means we're actually fucked up. Cool. Um, <laughs> we're all fucked. <laughs> we're all fucked up. Yes, yeah, one so- way or another. That's why we're so funny because we, because, <laughs> you know, it is. It's like the trauma. You just want. You just like. Oh my god. Yes, I've been through that. And you compensate for the fact that you've been through so much trauma with humour, because that's the only way that you can deal with it sometimes. You just have to laugh it off. Have you seen my top look? People call me crazy. And it says, and they're right on the back. Yeah, the amount of people that I've had on my Twitch and things like that that are just going to go, oh, well, you can't say that you're fucked up. You can't say that. Cause and I'm like, I'm talking about myself. Fuck off. Yeah, I can. Um, I can say whatever I want because it's <laughs> me. Yeah. You know? I, so if I'm, if I'm saying that to somebody else about them, that's different. That's not mm-hmm. right. If I'm saying oh, about, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. No. If I'm saying about me, then it's me. Like, I always find it really ridiculous when people want to do that. So it's like, you're trying to gatekeep my own understanding. That is the most neurotypical bullshit, but ramped up to 100 I've ever fucking seen. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. You've basically gone, oh, the neurotypicals want us to be like this. You're not doing what that's meant to be. So I'm going to downplay what you're saying and make it sound like you're in the wrong for expressing your own understanding. Fuck off. Yeah, I can um... talk about myself however the fuck I want. Yes. If I'm messed up, I'm fucking messed up. Um, but basically, my life's not been easy. Mm. My life's not been easy at all. Um, my mum had me very young. So we were more like sisters yeah. rather than... Um, mother daughter in fact I was probably more of a I helped to raise my mum not the other way around type thing um I have been homeless numerous times been in women's shelters um I've actually lost count of how many times I've moved house the last count was 43 I think we're about the same yeah yeah Yeah, um my mum was a single mum um who had her own issues. My dad um, has some serious issues. I've not spoken to him now for 15 years because of his because of his actions. Um, and he was in and out my life. He was never consistent, ever. Um, you know, and it's... Growing up, I was... I had to grow up quickly. I had to learn things very quickly. Um, and... You know, when you when sort of when you get to teenagers, you start to rebel a little bit, um, or a lot. And I did rebel a little bit, um, but it wasn't for very long because something happened to me that made me not want to rebel anymore. Um, I've been through abuse, um, domestic violence, um. And I have also been raped quite a few times. Uh, first time being when I was about four years old. Um, 
so yeah it's not it's, it's not been great do you know what i mean no no I no it's i think the, the, the problem we have in society in general and the thing i always say to people is because there's there's we have a lot of the bullshit of oh mental health awareness and i'm like go fuck yourself I really hate Mental Health Awareness Month, Mental Health Awareness Week and Day, because it doesn't do anything. We don't actually do anything. So um, I am. I, I, can I just like because this is a real big irritant of mine, right? Yeah. Basically, I cannot stand it. Like on TikTok, these people who are mental health advocates, right? Who just use mental health as clout, mm. and their whole page is reach out to us if you need us and you know someone is always there and blah 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 and you know what when I was I last year um I would say from sort of maybe August until February I was really bad and um, I put my hands up and I'll say I was absolutely not on the planet at all I was I was somewhere else I completely switched off I was zombie mode I didn't talk to anybody I didn't see anybody I didn't communicate with anybody and and I was really really bad I was having a really hard time and I reached out to one of my friends who's a mental health advocate actually I, I reached out to three of them um and heard nothing absolutely nothing and I would literally message them I just said I was begging I was like I just need somebody to talk to can I just please, I need someone to talk to because I'm a mess. And these people were supposed to have been my friends, like my really close friends. And they were doing all this stuff on TikTok still about mental health and how that, you know, they can help you and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't hear anything, nothing. They didn't even text me back. It's, I, I always describe it as the Dumbledore quotes. Mm. Get a lot of people that will just be like, everything's going to be amazing tomorrow and you, you live up to it and it's like, fuck off. Because yeah. my issue with um, the mental health day and week and month as well is because there has not, in my mind, there has not been any move in mental, actual mental health facilitation in the last 30 years. There just hasn't. There's been yeah. a lot of people that say it's better or talk about it or push it forward and Mental Health Awareness Month is one of those um, mm-hmm. that, that does it because we get to pretend that we give a shit. People give yeah. And I always actively do not post about Mental Health Awareness Month during Mental Health Mental Health Web, yeah. My yeah, my opinion on this is, you know, everybody has some level of mental health issues going on. Whether that just be a little bit of anxiety, um, a little bit of stress or, you know, whatever. People life is life and life gets hard sometimes. For everyone so everyone has their own issues but the mental health system in this country is absolutely atrocious 100% atrocious okay. and I also have one of my big things is I don't like the fact that you've got you know psychologists and psychiatrists who have studied mental health but they've never experienced mental health I believe there should be more help for men, people who are struggling with their mental health from people who have been there and done it before. Yeah, I'm, I'm always of the opinion that it needs to be, it needs to be both. I don't think we yes. should have one Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. still need psychologists and you still need, yes. uh, you know, your, your psychiatrists. 
It's that idea of sitting outside of the match, isn't it? Like, you see more of the match when you're outside of it. So I get how certain things can be seen. But yes, you're right. You do need people. The only downsides, um, because I've I've seen, um, I've seen it on on TikTok, actually, from some Mm -hmm. people, I see is that some of the worst people on, because I I agree, everyone has has issues with mental health. It's just whether they're Mm -hmm. having... It's just the level of mental health. And, and it's where it is. So are, are they neurotypical that are having issues yeah. with anxiety or are they neurodivergent where there's much, much more to it? And I find mm-hmm. that some people with neurodivergence are the worst fuckers on the planet because they make, because for some reason they use neurotypical ideals to make it sound like everyone is them. I am, uh, I suffer from depression. I am autistic. I ADHD or whatever. And they'll mm-hmm. go, that means that this is what you show. And you're like, fuck off. That's not, no, you don't suddenly not be an individual just because you suffer from a condition. You still are. So that's I, not- I just, for me, I just don't like the fact that they use all of this for clout. I don't like it. I don't, I don't believe that you should be using, oh, you know, I use mental health. Like it's not something that you use just to get numbers. You need to actually back your, what you're saying up. This is why you know, if you're saying it, you need to back it up with something, but not just constantly, constantly post about that mental health and neurodivergent and all of that, and then not have anything to back that up with. You just saying you just saying shit. You just you just saying shit because you want the numbers. That's all you're doing. Yeah, uh, this is I, I have a big thing on this uh, with Twitch because I've always said, and there was a thing a while ago that I really fucking railed against because mm-hmm. if you're using a mental health tag. I think the bare minimum you should do if you're using a mental health tag is have a resources page. Now, you might say you might use the mental health tag as you suffer from mental health, but you don't mm-hmm. know what to say or what to do. Fine. No. You're just saying, yeah. to you, look, if you're in here, you're not going to get judged. I get that. Cool. Mm-hmm. But if it's a mental health tag and people in need are literally going mental health, you yeah. should have something that one of your mods can just go exclamation mark help. And it comes up with a link to a shitload of resources. Like I fucking yeah. do. Like it's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. I've made. A- it's I- not TikTok. Just j- TikTok just seems to refuse oh, to TikTok. update. Twitch, yeah. yeah, but they seem to refuse to update to things that other places have got. You, you know, you, you've got Instagram and Facebook and blah blah blah. But TikTok and TikTok's just not with it. They just don't seem to want to move with the times. They don't want to see that the majority of their follow uh, of people who use tiktok are now millennials and not kids yes it started off as a kid's app mm. but it's not that anymore it's not a kid's it's, app anymore there's a lot of men so and it's it, it needs to be they need to have that if they put it in their bio or whatever mm-hmm. because i get the idea of first off saying message me and i help i think when i started yeah. i probably said it and it yeah. very quickly became me going i don't fucking possible can't do that. Yeah, can't do it for everybody. So, Just can't. Now, now, there's my resources link. Um, yeah. And I mean, I actually, one of my, I think my resources link is used by most of the people on Twitch because I created it to be decent. That was a fucking idea. Of yeah. It. Um, but yeah. I think you should have that. And if it's, even if you just have, here's the number for Samaritans. I'd be happy mm. with that. If, if yeah. you're a Twitch streamer or you're on YouTube streaming or you're TikTok and you just go, like, you know what? I can't fucking talk to you. I don't understand you. All I'm saying yeah. is you aren't alone. And that's your message. And then in your bio, you have, if you need help, here's the Samaritans. Yeah. Fine. 
yeah, yeah. fine. That, that's cool. But that, that if you're going to be a mental health advocate, be a mental yeah. health advocate, yeah. which means give the people a way to get better, mm. to help them. Point them in um, the directions. Point yeah. them in the right direction, yeah. I mean, like I said, I've been on TikTok now for about two years. Mm. Um, and my content is not all mental health content. No. I do, you know, a lot of, I try and make people laugh. I just, I want, that's my thing. I don't ever want people to be sad. I don't ever want people to feel the way that I felt. So I try and do something to uplift them and make them laugh and make them smile. If I can do that for one person, that's just 100% worth it. Um, I have done a couple of mental health in the past, um, but mainly my content is, I think, funny. Um, but because of the relation, I do, you know, have I do lives and I do speak to people and that, and I do get messages from from people that are followers from the beginning because you always know like you you build up relationships with people that like your first first um lot of followers mm. and some of them still even now message me and say say thank you for your video because I was having a hard day and this is the first time I've laughed in like a week yeah. so you know and I and that's that's what I want to do with my content yeah it's it it is good. I mean, it's it's it was a very strange ride when I did because I mean I've always been mental health. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm pub funny. I'm not app funny. Um, <laughs> um, and it was a weird ride for me because I mean I went onto Twitch because um, Twitch mm-hmm. is I was YouTube but I went to Twitch basically because I was about to end my life and I just wanted some voices that weren't my own. Yeah. Um, and found channels that I always say as. It, they were part of it. Like everything around me was the reason I didn't mm-hmm. do it, but they were part of it. If any one bit yeah. had been missing, that would have been it. And so they'll yeah. find channels. And one of those channels um, I got on well with, um, mm-hmm. and she's actually now, because um, I've just relaunched my, my mental health charity. She actually, she's actually now the treasurer. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I had those channels and I remember, given the fact that they had saved me, I got a letter from one of them. Um, from mm-hmm. one of the channels basically saying um, thank you for being there because I didn't know it and it was just like it was such a weird thought because you're like but you were there for like <laughs> you were there for yeah. me and they're going like I was waiting for you to go live because you know it's so good so yeah it's those people from the beginning like you say you kind of go that's that's cool like yeah just randomly sometimes you'll get people I had a tonight actually before I came on on here I was streaming yeah couple of people that have not been on for a year and it's come on yeah how are you doing how are you doing how yeah and you're like fuck okay yeah yeah all right and it's that is it is nice and yeah the very by the way we've been talking about resources and stuff anyone that needs it if you go below i will have listed i will have the resources on there um there's a lot of different stuff on there and if there's anything if you're in the uk specifically um there is a worldwide link if you go to the top of the page there's a worldwide link so if you're not in the uk you should be able to find something on there as well but if you're in the UK, I made that list. So if I'm missing something, tell me, because I will mm-hmm. just change it. It's not a me having to contact. I'll just go in and change it. I've added stuff. I've mm-hmm. added stuff from conversations I've had on here before. There is now yeah. on there. There is now a um, a help with um, uh, those who have been uh, victims of their images being put online. Revenge porn. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. now added on there because of this. So there is stuff on there because of that. So if anyone uses the resources and is like, 
the fuck? Where's this? Tell me. Yeah. In the below, below. We're on YouTube. I wish I'd Go known on. you like last year, right? I um, wish I'd known you like um sort of early on last year because I I only had about five thousand followers at the time, hmm. but I was scrolling through TikTok one day and I came across a lady who was asking for cards for her son's 16th birthday. He was not no longer with us. He committed suicide because he'd been bullied so badly at school. And the school bullies have um, basically told him, if you don't kill yourself, we're going to come in and kill your family. So he hung himself and he died. And she wanted to, because he, he wasn't there for his 16th birthday, she still wanted to celebrate it in some way. So she was asking TikTok, like she 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 was just new on TikTok anyway, but she was like, if anybody wants to send a card or anything, I'd really appreciate it. So what I did was I blocked her from seeing my content and then I went and contacted as many big creators as I could and we made on Jamie's birthday we released a very special video for his mum to watch and um I still have it, but it was basically standing up against bullying and, you know, um, Jamie's, well, Jamie's Army was the hashtag. I wish I could show it to you. I really do, because it was a brilliant, it was a brilliant video. Mm. It really was. And his mum woke up that, because she couldn't see my content, because my content, I blocked her because I was trying to get people on board and letting them know that this was the case and things like that. So... Um, I unblocked her obviously on the day and then posted that video mm. and she said it was just the most wonderful thing that she could have woken up to that day. She woke up and she felt sad and she saw that we tagged her in these videos. She watched them and she felt, she she said she just felt so amazing and was so appreciative of everything. Um, but it's things like that. I cannot stand bullying. I cannot stand people just being horrible like why you've you've got to you've got to beat somebody down to make to pick yourself up why what what's you need to get to the core of what your problem is yeah I've, i mean they're not the problem you are what's what's wrong with you you, you have to do that so much you get so much I've, i mean i i still have it now i've had i've had people try and message my website having a go about the fact that i have my degree on on show um and saying well you're just a show off and just ask, i'm in my office and yeah it's a framed fucking where would you put yours <laughs> yeah I'm not showing. Listen, I worked hard for that. If you want to show it, I'm going to fucking show it. All right. If people really don't like it, there's more than fucking one. Um, <laughs> so, but I mean, I'm not showing in front of me, which is only for my view, all the medals for running or anything like that. Yeah. So um, I don't show my stuff for my martial arts and self-defense over there. But you still get it. You still get it. And it does get to you. Even if you're, you're, you're like me and, and is the kind of go fuck yourself, it's still going to get to you to a point. But yeah. But the bullying is the same with the trolls, which we were talking about before, and I said we'd get on to. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I, am, I am very happy with the fact that the, the trolls do not change the makeup of my chat. So one of my biggest issues, um, I think, is if you go into most chats, YouTube, um, TikTok, or, or Twitch, if a troll comes in, specifically into mental health chat, um, mm-hmm. and they start having to go at mental health or anything like that, 
almost every single one, with a few exceptions, hopefully mine being one, you will see that chat scared or closed out. Yeah. My chat, that's not what happens. My chat start to have fun and go, wait. Until Let's play with the trolley time. They literally go, oh, this will be fun. Wait until he sees your message. And my mods are specifically <laughs> told, unless it is absolutely horrendous in that we cannot let people see it, do mm-hmm. not ban that person. Do yeah. not delete the message until I see it. I think yeah. the last time um, I banned someone, my response to them beforehand to make sure they could hear me was, if you want my comeback, go and eat it out of your mum's cunt. Um, I don't nice. care. If you want me, to, if you want to be a troll in my community, I'm a You're way- gonna get, you're gonna get beat up. <laughs> I'm, I have dealt verbally, with- Verbally, verbally beaten, mate. I, I am, I am the 13th of six older brothers, six older sisters. I was uh, a teacher. Uh, uh, I was a teacher in- You're Kent, fucked, in mate. Secondary schools. <laughs> schools in Kent where the word fucking chav literally comes from. <laughs> I was a secondary school teacher and occasionally taught sex ed. There's fuck all you can say to me. And That's I was bullied as a kid. Yeah. Nothing is going to... I'm not Nothing. scared of you little fucking 10-year-olds behind a... Typing on your little computers. Board. Yeah. To, like, the thing is, if you can't say it to somebody face-to-face, yeah. don't say it. If you and, wouldn't say it to them on the street... Don't say it to him in the chat. And you know, Simple what, as that. Can you go fuck if you do in the street? Because as you may have noticed by my mention, I'm also a self-defense and martial arts instructor. Mm-hmm. You don't fucking scare me. Fuck no. off. I've yeah. actively asked trolls to come into my chat before because I want my chat to see what happens to trolls. Because that's what I want them to realize is that... If anybody, if, on, if any of my friends on TikTok see somebody being trolled or if they get asked... What do I do about this troll? Everybody always goes get mischief on it. Just I will be as harsh as I physically can think of in that moment. I, I, I will be well, intelligently harsh to them though. Like I will <laughs> literally, like I will turn into a prop. Like I will go from talking like this and I'll go to, oh dearie, how are you doing? Why are you talking like that? Is, is something wrong? Did your mummy leave you? <laughs> you know. <laughs> It depends on what mood I'm in. I can go from the harsh, like I said, to breaking down their English. I was like, right, now we're going to have to correct what you've said there. Um, yeah. I will let you know now that I did used to be a teacher, so we'll do this properly. If I had a yeah. marker, um, and I will do that occasionally, it just depends <laughs> on what mood I'm in. And it depends yeah. on probably usually what how harsh they're trying to be. Like if they're yeah. harsh, I'm like, no, no, I can be harsher. I can be – like there's – if you think you can say something that's harsher than what I'm going to come back with, it ain't. And the thing is, <laughs> the, people, the people in your chat or the people, like, your friends actually really think it's hilarious. So they come in or, or they go to the uh, video that's got the comment on it and they are apt. They're, they're just sat back waiting for, for you to just literally what destroy this person. It's the best thing because, because of the fact that my... I, I really love that, that because this is a, a group of vulnerable people. They've come into my chat because they're yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that they see a troll or someone really having a go and telling everyone to kill them, or something like that, and there they're going, hmm, you're fucked, is amazing yeah. because that's the because that's the way I want them to see yeah. the people that talk to them. Because if somebody talks mm-hmm. to you like that online, this is what this is what you happens. get back. This, this is, is what reality. you get back. Like they're yeah. stronger just because they're saying shitty stuff. There's nothing yeah. they're going to say to you, like, 
we will push back against them. You fuckers have a go if you want. And it's mm-hmm. really good because occasionally we'll get new people into the chat and something will happen. They'll go, oh, my God, what's happening? Please ban them. And the rest of my chat will just go, don't worry. It's fine. You're safe. You're good. Come He'll on. get it. He'll get um, it. <laughs> and then done. And it's – I trolls really don't bother me. But then – and I've had I've had incredibly – bad stuff nasty that yeah. i've just not responded to because it's been somebody else's chat no but i've just gone mm-hmm. you know you're not gonna what you say to me or to others mm-hmm. says far more about you than it does about us yeah your insecurities are not my problem you no. are not scary you're not the monster under the no. i'm sorry and the thing is the problem I, I think the problem with tiktok my my main issue with tiktok is you can't really go back at the trolls because then you get in trouble for that and you get banned for that and it's like come on I was sticking up for myself but you still get banned and it's like you I haven't got the I have to word things in a way that's not really aggressive but still tells them to go fuck themselves without actually saying, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I'm amazed. I am actively amazed Twitch hasn't got rid of me. I got told the same thing <laughs> on Twitch. I got told a lot of my mods were just like, you can't say this. Like, I've seen people be banned for this. All the same reasons. And when they said that to me, I just literally looked at the camera and just went, Twitch, Twitch, fuck off. And just carried I've on. I've done that to TikTok so many times. All of my mods <laughs> just go, for fuck's sake, no, 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 you can't stop it, no. Like, oh, I've done it so many times. Like, I've literally made TikToks telling TikTok they're fucking wankers, right? Those haven't been banned. <laughs> I, did, I, I, did, I did a Twitch talk, and it's so funny. My mind's just losing it, just going, no, stop it. For fuck's sake. Like, no. I have never been on Twitch. I don't, on, like, it's, it's, I, I, I don't know what it would be. I just think it's the gamers. Like, no, the, the, no, ah, no. So this, so... Weirdly, I, that's the attitude most people have. So originally, that was that's, very, yeah. very, 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 very original. It was a, yeah. a platform called Justin TV, which had nothing to do with gaming whatsoever. It was basically okay. someone had seen YouTube and gone, mm-hmm. "Let's do that live," and so that's yeah. what happened. Then mm-hmm. Amazon bought it, and it turned into Twitch. And they mm-hmm. realized, oh, we could if we use Amazon Prime, and then we. So that's when gamers started to use it because esports yeah. become popular. But it's done a full circle again. And the of uh, if you like search different types, so like I don't know, you search for a specific game, or you search for podcasts, or you search for just chatting, like I'm on. Yeah, chatting and podcasts are the most searched and most watched sections of Twitch. Which is really funny because everyone still has the thing of, but it's for gamers. And you're there going, literally most people are not gaming right now. Yeah. They're chatting. Even the gamers. Yeah. You find yeah. a lot of the gamers now that are just going, so in my schedule now, we have a day where we're just chatting. And it's just like, yeah. that says a lot that you are now going, okay, even I'm just going to chat. Um, and it's, it started to loop back round. Um, and it's a lot more fun than that. And so Twitch, I literally went on. So when I when I was like, oh, I need to find somewhere to, you know, have the voices. When I went yeah. up, of the five, two of them were gamers. They, they all right. gamed, but two of them were doing games. The rest of them yeah. weren't. They were just talking. Right. Um, one of them was actually doing a Mental Health Monday, which was them just, <clears throat> which is a thing on Twitch, Mental Health Monday, where people mm-hmm. just talk about mental health, which mm-hmm. is, uh, I mixed mixed thoughts. But they were just chatting. Um, 
and just uh, just doing things and they were helping people out so <laughs> that's you know you get that you get that a lot on twitch but it's just basically it's a tv show that you get control of that's what i think of as twitch where it's a tv show where i get to talk so to is people. it worth me jumping on there yes right absolutely okay. so if, if if we compare it so if we look at say tiktokers that have gone to youtube there is only yeah. one successful one there's only one i'm sorry to everyone else I know. Sorry, sorry. Just telling the truth. Just telling it, it, it how it is. Harsh. Don't like it. Ignore it. It sounds harsh because obviously, you know, they other people have managed to get like thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred thousand people, which doesn't, which is great. And hey, you're better mm-hmm. than me. But it isn't a massive success like TikTok has told you because you have twenty million people. The only person that's been a success is Call Me Chris, who's jumped yeah. over to YouTube and then's got seven million on YouTube, which is you've got. Well, she's amazing. And the thing is, that's the thing. When you were talking about, um, like, trends earlier, right, I, when I first started, tried to do some trends. I was fucking terrible. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to lie. I used to dance, so I can dance, but the the, the routines on TikTok are just, I'm like, "Mm, nah. (laughs) Um, And I, you know, I tried to be in the mum's club and you know things like that and it it didn't take me long to work out that I didn't fit into any of those categories and I just needed to be myself and call me Chris call me Chris does her she does what her characters she is original and the people who are uh, the people who are successful on TikTok do original content they're not doing they they jump on the trends every occasionally, mm. but the most of their content is content that they've made that is original, and that's why people want to watch it because they're not watching the same damn thing, listening to the same damn song, as they're scrolling through the TikTok every day. That that really annoys me. It'd be like swipe, same song, swipe. Okay, that's not a song. Swipe, same <laughs> song again. I'm like, for fuck's sake, I'm so sick of Harry Styles. It's unreal. I mean, it depends. It depends on when I'm watching TikTok because I I hate silence. So uh, sometimes <laughs> I will literally be going to the kitchen to just grab some water. I'll take my phone. My kit. I'm not in a big house. My kitchen's fucking seconds away. So, I'll, but I'll still be on my phone and just be like, right, TikTok for a second, cool. So if it's then, I'm just I, it's it's less of a problem. But it just depends on when you're watching it. But yeah, like I say, on so people onto YouTube, there's only been one success. If you take that mm-hmm. to Twitch. There's a lot more success stories because Twitch is a lot more direct with its audience. They are there. People can yeah. interact with you a lot easier. Um, so yeah. I, I tell people off for, for giving me money on Twitch. Um, I tell people off for p- giving me money on, on TikTok, to be but, honest. I'm, I'm not there to earn money. I'm there to have fun. Well, yeah, I mean, so Twitch is very much about that, though, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I, I always, the reason I have a go is because I'm a mental health streamer. I don't game on, on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I am a yeah. mental health streamer, so you shouldn't have to pay to talk about your mental health. I am not. Is hit- there a Candy Crush Twitch? Because I'm I'm obsessed with that. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll do it all I, day long. As we're talking, <laughs> there's got to be. There must be. There like, must be a Candy Crush. Candy. Like, I guarantee you, there is someone. I'm like one of the. I think they 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 said I'm like one of the top 0.5 percent of players. Because I'm always playing it. (laughs) I am literally like, I will be watching some, like, I'll have my phone. By the way, merch. (laughs) Um, I will have my phone and I'll be watching, like, I like Below Deck or, you know, just something. And what I'll do is I'll make, 
I'll make it really, really small so it goes in the corner of my screen so I can still listen to it and watch it, but I can still play Candy Crush at the same time. <laughs> so, Twitch is big and there are millions of, of streamers. There is one person playing Candy Crush and they have zero viewers. Oh! <laughs> so if you want to watch Aww, Candy Crush Saga, go watch it now. I mean, this isn't live, but they're probably still playing. Yeah, go watch it. Um, <laughs> like, literally, go search for Candy Crush and go and show that person some but the love. Fact that, the fact that there's, there, like I say, there's still someone. There's someone for everyone. There's, there's people that do baking on there and cooking, live cooking shows. I fucking hate cooking. Cooking is the bane of my fucking life. I hate having every single day, it gets to like 4 p.m. and you're thinking... I've got to sort dinner out soon. What am I going to make? Right? And then what happens, this is just like, you have to prepare it, which makes a mess, and then you have to clean that up. And then you cook it, which makes a mess, and you have to clean that up. And then serve it, which makes a mess, and you have to clean it up. And then you have to do the dishes afterwards and clean up. It's like, it's just annoying. I hate it. I would do takeaways every fucking single day of the week if I could. I won't be sending you a copy of the cook, my cookbook that comes out later this year. <laughs> I am not a cooker, right? I am. I. I, I can. The thing you. is, like, for example, I don't like stew. Yeah, yeah, shut up, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't like gravy at all. Everybody always says, but you've not tried my gravy. My gravy's really nice. I don't fucking like gravy, Karen, all right? <laughs> Just don't give it to me. But I make a mean stew. Like, Everyone loves my mum. Even my mum is even like, like this is this is the best stew. Everybody loves my stew. I have never tried it. <laughs> I don't know what it tastes Chuck like. It I hope it's, it's okay. Really good. But to be fair, that's that's me when I I cook meat because I'm vegetarian, and that's me when I cook meat because I never taste it. Um, which some chefs do not like, but fucking people, I they served in the restaurant I worked in. I mean, I I I I was I've worked in pretty much every job within hospitality and and um restaurants. So yeah, oh, I've had I, my fair I, share of jobs. I literally yeah. have a, a cookbook coming out. I love cooking. Um, <laughs> I'm an overachiever, though. You know, like I'm. Not to blow my own horn, and please don't diss me for this or whatever, but I am actually a really intelligent person, right? I'm not, I, I, I don't act it, but I'm really, I'm really clever. Um, so I, I need something that gets my mind going. I need, I need a challenge. Something has to challenge me. And I will literally work my, work myself to the bone being a perfectionist about everything everything has to be perfect <clears throat> I got one job and within two weeks I got a promotion and then within a month I was the head of the office it's fun when shit like that happens I got I got nominated for an award once in a job and I had started three weeks best fucking teacher <laughs> no it was for a job within a university and I just started as a temp I wasn't even properly employed as a temp and I was like, wait, why am I nominated for this? What the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> how bad are you guys? How, the, how bad are you fucking guys that I'm getting nominated? <laughs> it was really fucking weird. Um, yeah, no, I've got, I've, it is strange when shit like that happens. I actually think when um, those that say about intelligence tend to be neurodivergent, there's a, there's a, um, a disconnect that most neurotypicals don't have. I find so it's not not something to diss you. It's just something that generally doesn't happen for neurotypicals. It's like most things you're told you're not allowed to say. Um, although I have yeah. issue with the idea of intelligence, but that's a completely different story because I think my I, I 
me, my, my husband's an electronics engineer and an electrician, right? So he's, he, he's done some really fucking hard maths and things like that for it. Um, so me and him did one of those online IQ test things. Oh, but it was the proper one. It was the proper, like, um, British one that I think, what's her face? Carol, whatever her face, Borderman. She's taken that, she's taken that test and got, um, and got her result or whatever. So we went on and we had to pay a tenner each, which is just daylight fucking robbery. (laughs) Excuse me, but if you're going to tell me I'm stupid, I'm not paying the tenner for it. (laughs) So anyway, he did it first and he got his score and it was quite, you know, it was quite good. And he was like, Oh, I'm just on the verge of being like, um, over intelligent, if you know what I mean. Like not, not just standard, but like the, the step up. And it took, uh, you had like 20 minutes to do this test. You had to finish it in 20 minutes. And he was running out of time when he was doing it. And he was like, Oh, I'm not I'm running out of time. I did it in six minutes. And I got a higher IQ test, a higher score than he did, and he was not happy. <laughs> he was not. He was like, "How did you do that so quick? How did you get that that kind of score?" I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I still love that. I love that for any kind of quiz as well, though, and um, games. Like I did it. I the amount of times words on stream, which is a very simple game. It's basically Scrabble, but slightly different. Um, it's, but it's a Scrabble premise, which my mum taught me from the, like, the age of three. So I, you know, I can just play it now. And I've, the amount of times I've had people go, yeah, you must be cheating because I don't know that word. And you've got it in like five seconds. I'm like, no, I can just see it. It's a you, wh- know, you know that, that game, that words with friends, where you play with yeah. people all over the world? People stopped playing with me. I don't think my mother is even searchable anymore for me. I'm like, <laughs> I got bought. Actually, I got bought the trickster Scrabble by an ex of mine so that they could mm-hmm. try and beat me because it basically gives extra things to people that pick it up. The problem was is that I picked out all the best cards as well, so my score just went up. They're like, for fuck's sake, all the advantages. Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm not fucking playing with you anymore. <laughs> You're a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Pretty much, I love board games. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a gamer. I board games. I mean, fucking chess. I, I used to play in the national tournaments. I love. I love board games. They're they're for me. But um, yeah, I think I don't. So I don't agree with the term intelligence. But that again, that's a completely different no. story. There's there's a there's a there's Literally, um, it doesn't. Your IQ, your IQ really IQ doesn't matter. IQ your intelligence doesn't IQ matter. No, not at all. And what? it's also not probably defined. So if anyone wants to look at it, Smart State yeah. of Mind will also be coming out later this year as well. Please go and buy that book. That's uh, Smart State of Mind. Thank you much. Merch link in bio. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, th- there are discussions like this, but I don't think people want to engage with. They don't want to engage with anything. And that's the problem. Is even discussions like this. And on mental health, we try and loop it back, back to a conversation we had about half an hour ago. Um, we, so, <laughs> I told you, I warned I, you, I will same. talk your era. Trust me, if you go and look at any of my other podcasts, it didn't change. It's me as well. So the idea of like we don't talk about mental health at all, like in this in this country, we just don't talk about it. So no. it's so it's still very it's taboo. So irritating for me. Like I will, I, I, I every now and again, like every few months, I will literally do a very like a minute video for twitter for tiktok things like that just saying let's talk about mental health and then be like no no no, yeah. let's actually talk about mental health and stop you the know other you know what i think is the main problem in this country is that if you say you have a mental health issue people judge you for it really badly 
So you just don't say that you have anything because I've, I mean, I had, I had somebody really upset me last year because, um, she was one of the mums at my daughter's school and she'd obviously found my TikTok and she started trolling me saying, um, oh, clearly you haven't got, you, you, you say that you've got this, that and the other, but you're on here like this. And so you, clearly you're lying and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, I think she, what did she say? She said I was a vile person. And I was like, uh, how, what? I've never been a horrible person in my life. I've never been vile to anybody. I'm actually, I have to go out of my way to help people because I don't want people to suffer because I've been there and I have suffered. So I, I will, I will literally go to the ends of the earth for people so that they don't have to feel one second the way that I've felt in my life. It's that thing. It's, it's like, like I said earlier, when you're, you're given this box of what you're meant to tick onto, and it's why I hate that, that thing from some people that suffer, because it's this idea of, oh, well, you don't look like this. You don't look yeah. like um, Dustin Hoffman from Rain Man, which, again, uh, anyone that's seen my previous stuff, fuck that film. Every single detail, every <laughs> single fucking detail of that he film. fucking hates that film. Don't fucking every... watch it. Boycott so, the film. My very first stream, my very first stream when somebody said, you turn the camera, was me for two hours just fucking shitting on Rain Going Man. Going off. Going um, off. Because every every single detail of that film is wrong. Literally every single detail. <laughs> it being I've never seen on it. Someone. I've never seen it. Oh, don't, so I'll, don't. I'll, I'll take your word for it, right? Even the basics. So even the basics. That film was supposedly based on someone that has autism. However, the person they base it off doesn't, didn't fucking have autism. Everything about that film is wrong. But that's the problem is people go, you are this, therefore you're this. You have Asperger's, therefore you can't ever talk to anyone and you're in the corner. Mm-hmm. You have um, autism. They're there. so judgy. That's yeah. They've got this, they do have, you say one thing and they do have this view of how you should be acting, how you should be looking, how you should be seen, how you, sh- what you should say. It's like when when that mum was attacking me, she was like, you say that you've got depression and yet you look at you on here. Clearly you're lying. You say that you've got fibro. I've got fibromyalgia as well, by the way. If you mentioned that, you know, she was like, you say you come to school and you're you're in pain and stuff. And look at you. You're on here doing this. And I'm like, those are my good days, bitch. Do you know what I mean? I if I if I want to have if I'm a good day and I'm feeling good within myself my body's not hurting for a change and i want to play tiktok and actually have a laugh that's my prerogative bitch how are you who are you to judge me for that if i one day out of out of seven days if i do one day of tiktok and you know do happy and be happy doesn't mean that the rest of the the other six days i'm like that at the house it's one of the worst things about so csi gets my tips for this and NCIS, it's the, oh, they have frozen food and they have tickets to Brazil. Clearly, this must be a murder. It can't be suicide. Why not? This idea that if you're depressed, you only feel one way and that's... You're, supposed to, you're supposed to curl up in a ball on the couch and not move and not talk to anybody Ever. if you're depressed. Ever. Like, and, and that's the thing. Ever. Is, like, 
they don't understand that for one, there's different types of fucking depression. Like it don't, it could be there's different like, levels of it as yeah, well. Situational depression, there's suicidal depression. There's there's a idea that your mind does not think the same thing in the morning as it does in the afternoon. That's why yeah. so many people who talk to you who have depression that say to you, you can feel better. We just need to get you there. Yeah. The reason they say that is because sometimes it's literally the space of an hour between someone having a knife to their throat and them going for a pint down the pub. But yeah. no, everyone goes, no, depression is this. That's the way it's got to be. That's the way it is. You can't all act days, happy if you've got depression. Yeah. You can't be happy if you've got depression. Ever. They all think that you've got to be. You're de- not allowed to go and, ha- you know, and you're not allowed to go to the pub. You're yeah. not allowed to, to, you know, smile in a picture because you've got depression. Yeah. Why are you smiling? It's the, like, idea, it's the idea of going like, um, it would be like, I don't know, you have, uh, you suffer from arthritis or you suffer from Raynaud's or whatever it is. But you're able to move around. You shouldn't be able to move around. You've got this. Well, fuck off. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah, how it off. works. It's, it's, it's no. individual to the person. Again, everyone has an in- it's, it's, individual. You don't, you don't it's the to- level of the yeah. hole that you are in. Yeah. If you are in, you can be in a shallow hole where you can just literally just shake it off and step out of it. But sometimes you're at the bottom of that well. You are there. And you can't even see the light at the end of the tunnel. And you don't know which way to turn. And that's that's the deepest level that you can get. That's the level where you just want to give up. And it's you don't want, you do not want to. You're not hurt. You've not physically hurt, so nobody can see mm. your pain. Your your pain. This is what I'm trying to describe to my husband because when we and my husband first got together, he didn't really understand like why people self harm. He didn't understand, you know, that there are different levels of depression. I explained self-harm to him because I've been there and I've done it. And the way that I describe it is people self-harm because they feel so much pain inside, but there's no outlet to that. You can't see it physically. So they literally harm themselves because then they can, it takes away the pain inside just for a second. Just for a minute, it just and you can, and it just takes it away, and you can concentrate on one area that's a bit painful rather than feeling everything painful. And even in that, me as we're saying about everyone being an individual, for me, of course, uh, uh, also it isn't that at all. It's because no? I, when I when I do it, I have to. There isn't. It's yeah. No, so I, I get that. It's, it's not it's a it's, case of I have been there. You. Yeah. It's a case you don't of want it to. As well. It becomes the kind of, well, I did it yesterday. I have to do it's it. It's a release. That's what I'm doing. It's not even a it's release. A release. It's, a no? kind of, it's almost the same as having a cup of coffee. It's weird. It's, it's like. Okay, I, I, know, I was never that kind yeah. of self-harmer, to be honest. I and, always. And I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not now, but I, I was no. at one point where it's just like, I've, it, that is now part of, I've, I've got to do that. They're, they're, it's just part of it. Um, and yeah. then, then you fluctuate throughout the day of whether you want to throw yourself into traffic. But, but or, that is, that's the yeah. thing. Like, one, it, you can end up getting into it being a habit hmm. doing that's, it. Yeah, yeah. But when you first start, when you first start self-harming, that first cut or whatever you do, it's a release of some sort, which is why it then becomes addictive because you don't want to feel the pain inside. So you start doing it more and more and then it becomes a habit. And then it's hard to get out of that habit. Yeah, because a lot of the time, especially with certain things of depression or with other 
issues, especially mm-hmm. eating disorders, you will look into the mirror and just talk to yourself like you're a piece of shit. And so you kind of write an analogy to do this. I, when I'm depressed, I, when I'm depressed, I, re- I avoid mirrors. I avoid mirrors. I don't look in the mirror ever if I'm depressed. I've in front of my bed. It's a fucking stupid move. I've got a massive one at the side of my. I've got the. I've got a massive one like on my my bedroom wall. Mm. But I just look down at the floor, <laughs> in my head. Don't look at it. Yeah, it's. it's no. But again, it's one of those things that people. My camera is weird. It's tracking. It's following you. me. Yeah, it's tracking you. Um, it's one. Of, it's one of those things. <laughs> people just assume because the thing is as well is that depression can be chronic, the same as any other um, yeah. illness. So you could be that. Yeah. You know, a loved one has died or someone mm-hmm. is very ill. And so you will have genuine depression at the moment, but you may not have it six months time. Whereas someone yeah. that has chronic depression will just have it and it doesn't go away just because there's no. two years, two, five years, 10 years that they feel okay. I'm 11 years into mean. my diagnosis now, yeah. 11 years into my diagnosis. And I've only just stopped seeing a consultant psychiatrist. And that's because they're they're short. They've got so many people waiting on their list that it literally. My last appointment, it was literally like she was kicking me out of the room because she was like, you know, we've we've only got so many resources and there's so many people, and you've been doing this for ten years now. You're at a point where we can't do anything else for you. Those were her words. We can't do anything else for you. I, she said she'll refer me to the psychologist, and I've heard nothing not not anything at all um when you ring the emergency helpline you get an answering machine not a person so if you are feeling on the floor ready to you know do it and get just finish it all and you ring the emergency line to because you are reaching out for somebody to save you and you get an answering machine you get an answering machine. Who's going to leave a message on that answering machine? I I rang it. I didn't leave a message because I was just like. The, the worst one I had was, oh, God, 10, 15 years ago. And mm-hmm. um, I went, I, I can't remember why I'd gone into hospital. I went in okay. And something just mm-hmm. hit me when I was in there. And yeah. I was then held under the Mental Health Act. Mm-hmm. And then I because my ex at the time had um, been a nurse there, I knew the layout of that hospital, and I escaped. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a normal yeah. hospital, but I knew, <laughs> I knew how to... No, get... you're not keeping me here. <laughs> Basically, you, I, I'm going. I knew how to get out without passing anyone that could stop me. Um, and so I just got out and went home, and they sent the police after me, yeah. as they would. Mm. And possibly the dimmest fucking thing I think anyone has ever said to someone that is literally escaped hospital and you're going to get them is... Mm. Um, oh, if you'd probably have been um, sectioned if it weren't for the fact that they were full. Don't tell me that. Don't not tell someone that is literally in a place that they should be sectioned potentially, or that the well, there's issues around sectioning anyway. But anyway, yeah. Don't tell them that because that just no. puts them in their head of like, oh fucking. Hell. It, it puts extra stress onto them, which yes. makes them more depressed. Literally, took me back um, to someone said, yeah, you'd have been, you'd probably been sectioned, but they're full. I was like, okay. Yeah, they, 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 took my, they took my tablets. I had a knife on me at the time and they took everything mm-hmm. off of me. Um, and obviously because I'm not, like I'm, a, I'm six foot two, broad. They, yeah. I was under some kind of watch. Although I didn't kick off anything, it was still a kind of, mm-hmm. probably keep an eye on the guy in the corner. Yeah. Um, and then when mm-hmm. they did come and, um, come and see me, like I was held and then someone came, the emergency team seven hours mm-hmm. later came and saw me. 
he told me that the things I was thinking was completely normal and sent me home. At the time, I was having vivid fantasies of basically fights and mm-hmm. and things and just violent images in my head. Apparently, mm-hmm. completely normal um, from someone you know has just escaped from hospital and had things taken off of them. Yeah, completely normal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, normal. Totally. You're <laughs> fine. You're fine. Yeah. Look, it's... here's a plaster. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is, a, it is ridiculous, and I actually found that um, you know that the only thing I can say is when I when I was there's been certain times there's been nine times in my life when I've just gone yeah I'm done, um, yeah. or times when I've just gone really bad, and one of them I think was when my mother started to re- was the first time my mother realised like because I told her before um, before this happened I'd said to her once over the phone you know. I don't want to be here. I've tried to, you know, mm-hmm. I told her that and, you know, she was in tears and stuff, but that was the first time I'd let her into that way of thinking. But mm-hmm. then the, the, the time I'm thinking of, she actually saw it because it was, mm-hmm. I'd made some comment. I, I think I just said, I don't even know what I said now. Sorry or something, mm-hmm. some stupid fucking text to someone. Yeah. And that had just raised the alarms. Um, yeah. Two universities looking for me in the town I was in, the ambulance mm-hmm. service, the police, and my mother had come up from where I'm from to come and find yeah. me. Um, yeah. And then when they finally did find me, my uh, there was blood just dripping down Everywhere. my arm. Um, yeah. And the, which, this is going to sound really harsh, I do not regret saying this, but I do regret it at the same time, because yeah. it gives context to what, some, what someone's frame of mind is at the time. Yeah. What about us? And my response was, what the fuck makes you think I care about you? Because the point I always make is, you don't care. If you care, yeah. you yeah. wouldn't be doing that. If there was care, yeah. that's one of the worst things, I think anybody, and it's, it's school counsellors that do this, who need to fucking change the names of them, school counsellors, constantly do this of, um, you've got to think about the people you're leaving behind. How are they going to feel? And you're like, there's two ways of thinking that. Run, um, the I, reason uh, that I'm in this yeah. position in the first place is probably because I've got frigging PTSD from what they've been, what they've made me go through anyway. So fuck them. Yeah, there's two you know. There's, there's either the I don't care, my care, my care has gone. There's either that way, or the whole reason you're doing this in the first place is because you, to your core, they believe, fucked you up. Well, no, it's to, to your core, you believe that everyone will be better without you there. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. No, that no, one there. That, that comment of what I think about the people. You are. That's the fucking yeah. point. You are thinking. Yeah. That's why you're trying to do it. And you're thinking, I, this would be the best thing for thing people for that I love. Yeah. And so yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I just, the most British response as well, by the way, they t- um, my mum, my, my dad and my, my stepfather took me to Morrison's for a cup of tea. <laughs> Come on, let's have a brew. <laughs> it was like... A t- let's have a cup of tea, eh? It was a, like hey, a brew weird. fixes everything. Oh yeah. You see, <laughs> I grew up. I think the first time that I caught my mum slit in her own wrist, I was about six years old. And mm. um, so, from about the age of six, I would, if if she'd cut herself and cut her wrist or whatever, I'd bandage her up. And um, she also, I love my mum. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely adore my mum. Um, but I do not agree with the thing, the the way she acted with me. Well, not with me, but the way she acted when I grew up, when I was growing up. And the same with my dad. 
And I remember looking at my mum one day and also thinking about my dad and the behaviour of them both. And I thought, I am not, I'm not going to be anything like them. Nothing. I'm going to make sure that I don't, I'm not like them. Even though I love my mum so much, I didn't want to be another her. Mm. Um, I have a daughter now. She's 12 years. She's just turned 12 years old. And I have done everything in my power to make sure that that little girl has a stable home. She's happy. I mean, she passed her 11 plus. She goes to grammar school. Um, she's doing really, really well. Um, but I wish I'd had the upbringing that she's had, if you know what I mean. I'm giving her the upbringing that I wanted. Um, my mum was, because she had me so young, she, and she lost her mum when she was 12. So she was already, you know, and she was also um, sexually assaulted by her brother-in-law when she was like 14, 15. And he was doing, because she'd lost her mum, she was living with her sister and he would sneak into the room and do it. Um, and nobody believed her. So she was already fucked up before she had me. Um, but it's just, she always put the men in her life before me. Like she was so desperate for love. She didn't re she didn't realize love was standing right in front of her, but she was so desperate for love. And when it all collapsed, she would, you know, cut her wrists. She would drink to the, till she passed out on the couch. So I very quickly learned how to check for a pulse, check that she was breathing, what the recovery position was, um, check her, that her eyes are, you know, um, changing for the light um, and just put a blanket over her and leave her and wake her up in the morning to make sure she got up for work and, you know, helped her in the shower. And I was grow up very, very, I was an only child, so it's only me. Um, my dad was an, another thing altogether. My dad couldn't keep it in his trousers. And he was man married for many years um, to a lovely lady. Uh, and she was my stepmom. And I loved her. But he cheated on her. And it, one of the worst things that happened, oh, it's... I'll give you a couple of sto bad stories, to be honest, because I truly believe that people can learn from other people's mistakes or other people's experiences. Um, so he cheated on her. She left. And I would go, it would, it, the, the, you know, I would go, he would have me every other weekend. Um, so she left and she took everything in the house with her, except for one couch and the bed. So he was upstairs asleep and I was on the couch. Now, the couch was next to the patio doors, you know, like the big patio doors. Yeah. So I was fast asleep. I was probably seven at the time. Um, next thing I know, there's a brick coming through the patio doors. Um, six guys stormed through, went up the stairs. So there were some girls that came in as well. Um, they got my dad out of bed, threw him down the stairs. And all six of them literally battered my dad right in front of me. The girls, they picked me up because they realized I was there then and I was screaming. They picked me up and they took me, uh, they, they picked me up and they were literally carried me over my dad getting beaten up. 
to get me up the stairs and lock me in my dad's room. Um, and all I could hear was them beating the shit out of my dad. And I was screaming. I was crying. It was, you know, at that age, something like that is absolutely traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, they tried to come and get me again. And they tried to pull me out of my dad's room. And it took four of them to get me out of that room because I was just grabbing onto everything I could. I was just not happy. And they took me to my ne- to my dad's next door neighbor who had rung my mom and my mom came to collect me. But nobody ever actually told me what happened to my dad. So I didn't know whether my dad was alive or dead. And I didn't see him for a couple of years after that. And then he suddenly turns up out of the blue. Um, he's not still not married. He's um, got girlfriends everywhere. He's also an alcoholic. So I spend most of my weekends down the pub with him. Um, and we were at the pub one weekend and he got into an argument with somebody. And that somebody smashed a pint glass across his head. And my dad lost four pints of blood in front of my eyes until somebody took me home. Um, so, again, didn't know whether my dad was alive or dead for a few years. Um, and the next time that he contacted me, he'd met a lovely lady. She had two grown children, a younger child than me, um, and he was settled, etc. So I was about, it was just before my 14th birthday, and he rang my house phone, and my mum went, your dad's on the phone. And I went, who? She went, your dad. So I picked the phone up, and I was like, hello? And, hi, love, it's me, it's me your dad. Like, Ian? He went, no. And uh and I don't know who the fuck you are and he went no it's Dave your dad I was like and I just went where the fuck have you been (laughs) right and I gave him such a hard time my mum hates him but I gave him such a hard time that my mum took the phone off of me and she was like you might need to call back later um but I think probably that was allowing him to be come back into my life at that age when you know you're 14 you're already rebelling a little bit you're already sort of thinking you're a big girl and you can look after yourself or whatever um but I went and I saw him and I met his new girlfriend and his kids all her kids and whatnot um and started to sleep over the night and one night I went out with my cousin and you know as 14 year olds do got a little bit drunk on in the park um got home and my dad they didn't have a bedroom for me they didn't they didn't have enough room um so my dad went to bed and his girlfriend went to bed um the little boy went to his room and I was up on drunk uh stayed up and I was actually sat on the floor for a while because my step brother who was 21 and his friend who was 22 were laying on the couches and so I was just like drunk having a laugh with him or whatever and I was like I need to go to sleep need to go to sleep now so my stepbrother went to his room but his friend decided that he would just crash on the other couch and uh, next thing I know you know things happened Um, and for years, I didn't think it was rape, um, but I was not compass mentis at all. Um, I didn't agree to it, um, so, and I was 14. He was 22. 
you should have known better you know preyed on me and that just snowballed the worst thing that came from that though was not the rape yes it was once I realized that that's exactly what it was it hit me like a ton of bricks um but I was at my dad's one day and I don't know how but they found out about it this is months later they found out about it and they called me a slut a slag they said we uh, ha- you know, we don't know how many people you've been fucking sleeping with you fucking slag and this that and the other and I'm like no that's one person just the only per like mm. do you know what I mean he's 22 I'm 14 that shouldn't happen um and my dad watched as my 27 year old sister who was big girl cornered me and beat the living shit out of me my dad stood there and watched and they she actually broke my eye socket and they sent me upstairs go upstairs you deserved it don't fucking cry get up those stairs and my eye was literally like out here um school (laughs) the school that I was going to they reported it because I was so bad. I'm sorry. Okay. But they wouldn't give me anything to help the swelling or the pain or anything. And they just called me all the names under the sun. And it was just horrible, you know? Um, but then <laughs> there was just... But, you know, I got through that, and it is what it is. Um, I got pregnant when I was 15. I was with the dad. I was with him for many, many years. Um, it was like my first love type thing. So I got pregnant when I was 15, and it was during my lead-up to my GCSEs. So I fucked all my GCSEs up because... Um, I ended up having a mis- miscarriage. So when I went for a 12-week scan, found out the baby was not alive. I'd been carrying a baby around for like over a month yeah. and it was dead. So I had to have an operation and everything. Um, and that broke my heart. Like I knew I was young and I would have been a young mum. But for me, it was still a baby. Yeah. Um, and then that, ruined my relationship with that you know him um then i then you know life changed um i moved away from manchester which is where i grew up i moved away my mum um had the opportunity to be sort of the uh the landlord or landlady of a pub in where i live now um and i was 17 so I thought, well, I'll give it a go. If I don't like it, I can always come back home. Um, and <laughs> I still live here. Like, I've been here now for nearly 20 years. So, um, but things have, you know, I've, I've been through some shit down here too. I've been raped. I've been, um, somebody spiked my drink. I used to work in a bar. So, you know, 
you get some weirdos there and stuff. Um, I, I, I do like living down here because it's a beautiful, wonderful place to raise a child. And I have a child now, um, and I would, I want to bring her up here because the environment's a lot nicer. And you know, Manchester's you've got to be tough. You have to be tough to to be to be raised in Manchester. And she's just not that personality. So it's a lovely place to raise your children, but I'm miserable. Um, and I have suffered really bad with my depression being down here because they're a different type of people. Um, they're not like Mancunians. Like man, man, up north, you, people are straight, straight to your face. That's just how we deal with things. If you've got a problem, you go to the person that you've got a problem with, you sort it out, or you move, or you go separate ways. That's just the way it is, just how it's done. You don't have all of this, like, bitching and fucking catting behind people's back and getting fucking loads of people involved in shit. I don't see the point in that. I don't. That's just literally shit stirring. You're trying to get people on your side. I'm like, but they can't handle the fact that I'm not like that. They they just don't get it. And when I do have a problem and I go to them, they're just like, um, they're, they're confused by it. And they're just like, all right, they're fine. We're not friends. And walk off. And it's just like, that's not sorting it out. That's just giving up. Um, so I found it very difficult to make friends where I live. Yeah. And... My mum has been, for the last 20 years, she will move down here for a few years and then she'll move back up north for a few years and then she'll be back down again. And so I have no family down here. I don't have any family. And I found it hard, very hard to make friends. I've been screwed over so many times. Um, and it's not nice, you know? It's, it's like I'm a genuine person and... I will do anything for anybody. If you're my friend, I will go to the ends of the earth for you. If you've got a problem, I'll help. If you need moving, I'll help. If you need some money, I haven't got much, but I'll, this is what I've got. You know, it's, that's the kind of person that I am. And then it upsets me when I'm the one in need of help and everybody just disappears. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that kind of suffer that, that they find that from people. Um, yeah, it's difficult. and TikTok's, TikTok's been good for me because I've been able to find a group of people that I really get along with and yes I haven't met them physically met them but they are my friends I class them as my friends it is something that I think people don't understand nowadays that this this idea of in real life friends is, is bullshit there's so many people yeah. especially during the last uh, two three years during the, the lockdowns where mm-hmm. people found that friends online that that they talk to on zoom or on discord or wherever yeah. they're, they're friends you know i mean yeah i mean if we look at i mean this is a random one but if we look at the sidemen for instance who are the you know group of mates on, on youtube the biggest youtube group potentially in the mm-hmm. world um you know it's where ksi and all them come from half of them mm-hmm. met so two of them met at one school two of them at another school but the rest of the other three all met yeah. online Vicstar yeah. 103 was a gamer on one thing. Ethan met one of them through, he used to watch him on YouTube and then oh. got into game lobbies and started chatting to him. And now they're all fucking mates that have lived together. Yeah. My husband, you see, a lot of my, a lot of the people down here, because it's such a small city, mm. um, 
everybody knows everybody. They've all grown up together. They've all, you know, they're all still buddies after like freaking 30, 40 years. So they don't un- understand. Like if I say, oh, it's my mate from TikTok. They're like, yeah, but you haven't met them. And I'm like, it doesn't mean they're not my friend. And they're like, well, yeah, like if you don't meet them, you need to like, how, it's just, no, they could be anybody. They could be anybody. They could be really like different to what you what you think they are. How do you know they are who they are if you don't meet them? And I'm like, okay, you don't get it, but you can't come at me and tell me that they're not my friends because you don't understand it. Yeah, it's that's not, not how it works. It's not the 1980s and 90s where we didn't have cameras and couldn't chat to each other. It wasn't a secret. Mm-hmm. Like my dad had a CB radio. I used to talk to people. That was that was you know. My dad was a, a long distance lorry driver. So but maybe you chat to him. I mean, my dad's from mm. Yorkshire. So, um, but it's you know that's the that's the thing. It's it's very different nowadays. And I think um, as many people have said, in, in, including people I've had on here, social media is the reason they're still here because yeah, okay, it may not have been the first indicator to make them better, but. Mm-hmm. it certainly clicked in for them for for a lot of it if anyone by the way and i've said this before but the resources are below for anyone yeah obviously um um difficult for you to talk about but anyone out there there are there's I, the list that i have um on that resource link um at the moment we have um ptsd um we have the um revenge porn um stuff on there we have the anxiety autism general websites so if you go right at the bottom of general websites that maybe... have you got anything for baby loss um grief things there should be something on there if there's not and you know one tell me um and i'll, I'll send uh, i'll make sure you have the have the list but it's, it's just the resources but we will make sure if it's not on there and we find it appropriate i say we the royal we i've always done that i will uh, am i part of this now am i <laughs> I will change it. Well, it's because Literally, every time it's you have an interview now, you see my <laughs> face and his face. I'll be like that. I think, Woo-hoo. I think it's because, um, because as well as so the the list that I have is also the list that I upload and um, keep active on my charity, which is we. That is a you know. Yeah. So I I use the same one, and it's weird because my the charity's resource link is my one, not the other way around, because I started off normally. Mm-hmm. But if there's anything that's not on there, let me know. And if anyone out there, again, if you need resources, if even if it's just you're going through shit, there are emergency lines on there at the moment. And if they can't help you, they will be able to signpost yeah. you somewhere else. Um, and if there's mm-hmm. something on there, you're like, I don't know where to find this and it's not on your mm-hmm. site. Tell me, I will mm-hmm. find somewhere that does that. And these will be national links. I don't have individual sectional links just because they're not as helpful for some people. Because if you've seen a fantastic service in uh, Cumbria and you're in the middle of uh, Staffordshire, it's not going to be a fuck all use to you. And that's not going to make you any better. So that's why we do have that as well. And obviously, there's a lot of stuff you've gone through. And I talk to people all the time that have gone through Mm -hmm. just fucking hell, you know. Yeah. And there's no way of... Uh, my, my daughter's dad, um, I was married to him and he was um, mentally phys- and physically abusive to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, it's the con- kind of the continuing thing that's that's gone that's gone through. And it's it's really this is why I don't I, I this is why I get irritated with people saying that they understand or they have empathy because no, you don't. And no, you can't um, because you don't like 
as we said, even if you have the exact same conditions, the same shit has happened to you. You do Mm -hmm. not know what is going through the person's head. And if somebody's been through hell like you, if I was to sit here as as me about fucking oozing toxic masculinity, by the way, I'm well aware of that. um, That means fuck all. If anything, it's more patronizing than it is anything else. Mm -hmm. But sometimes all you need to do if there is someone going through hell is just let them fucking talk, people. Um, yeah. I gather a lot that I over I talk over people because it's automatic. I also I also have this I, I always say to people who are struggling mm. um, that because I, I said it to somebody before they were saying that they um they, they're actually hospitalized at the moment. So, and they were messaging me and um, saying that they were you know trying to get better. Yeah. And I always, always say to them. You're strong enough to do this because you have won a hundred percent of your battles. Yeah. You've never lost. And that that means that you can do this too. You're not gonna lose, you're gonna win this. And there's another thing as well that I hate it when people <laughs> what's the word that I'm looking for? Um like you can take one person in their situation, take another person in their situation. And this person thinks their situation is much worse than this person, so this person should not complain whatsoever. And it's like, no, there are di- everybody, even if you don't think that that is a very big deal, it doesn't matter. It's a big deal to them. Help them, because it is, that's, that's the worst thing that they've ever experienced. Just because you've experienced something like way worse doesn't mean that they don't feel the way that you did when you were going through that. You need to just allow them to feel what they feel about their situation and not belittle their situation just because you think you've been through worse. I would never, ever say to somebody, well, you know what? I've had worse than that, love. You can just get over it. Because that is, that's the worst thing that's happened to them. That's, that, they're breaking their heart. They're having, they're struggling. And what you're doing is judging and belittling their situation. That's not right. Oh, yeah. It's also that, it's also the assumption, I think, that mental health has anything to do with stuff that's happening, which for some people, mm-hmm. does. like we said, there's chronic and there's, there's, there's um, you know, things that just happen. There's passing depression and there's chronic depression. But, there's, just... but that thing that's just happened may not have, things that happen around them may have absolutely no um, relation to how they feel. I mean, the one that I always mm-hmm. say about is if we look at famous people, mm-hmm. famous people get so much flack um, for mm. Russia or anything else. But people need to remember if, if this person has suffered from depression or, you know, what PTSD, OCD, anything, anything within some kind of intrusive thought specifically, I, I would mm-hmm. say, if that's been something they've gone through and they think, well, Okay, I've, I've got. I've just got to work every day. I've got to work harder because I fucking hate that as well. I've got to work harder because the harder I work, we can do that. Blah blah blah. And they get and they've become the pinnacle. They're rich, famous, have a beautiful mm-hmm. um, husband, wife, whatever, and they still have those feelings. They're now even worse because now yeah. themselves. The up, whole world's watching. Why can't I now? Now I don't deserve to have these feelings because now I'm. I should... Look at my life. Look at my life. Yeah. It's amazing. I shouldn't be depressed. They beat themselves up even more because now yeah. why do I have these feelings? So it's such a ridiculous thing when we when we have those things in place. What you were saying about um, uh, before about winning every day as well. I've done a few 
like little snippet videos and that. It's absolutely true because every single one of us has said, I can't make it to tomorrow. I can't make it to next week. I can't make But we've said that before. We said that yeah. a month ago. We said that two years yeah. ago. We said that 10 years ago. We told ourselves yeah. there's no fucking way I'm getting to this point. Yeah. How the fuck do I get out of this? How the fuck do I win this battle? And the fact that you are here to say that again Mm. proves, you know, those those that shout. Those words usually give people strength. If you Mm. say to somebody, "You have won a hundred percent of your battles. You are a warrior, and you look at what you've been through. Look at what you fought, and you've you've done it. You've come out the other side, and you can do this too. And it just builds them up." And that's what people should be doing. You should, you should be building people up. You should be helping them feel good. Like, I've been told before, why are you so depressed? Your life's, like, your life's easy. And I'm like, that's not how it works. It's a chemical imbalance in my brain that I have no control over. Yeah, I mean, you know? I, 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 well, the depression is, what is it, nine things? Two of them are chemical imbalance, seven aren't. But even if that wasn't the case... It's still you can't erase the past. Let's say let's say yeah. for your version, <clears throat> for your version of depression, it's not the chemical imbalance; it's one of the other seven, or one of the other nine. Sorry, mm-hmm. you can't then go. Well, my life's wonderful now. So all that shit when I was fourteen that never happened. It didn't happen. So Fine. It's yeah, not, it's not like away. it's gonna. It's not like it's gonna suddenly go poof just because mm-hmm. you go things are okay now. That's not yeah. how it is. It's almost. It's exactly the fucking opposite for PTSD. You know, it's not mm-hmm. how life works. And we need to, it is the idea of just saying to people, look, those demons in your head that are sh- screaming and shouting, tell yeah. you you're fake, you don't, you know, you don't belong, you're not worthy, all that. Yeah. They are shouting and screaming into your head all those things because yeah. they're losing. You are doing well. The fact that you are still here to have those mm-hmm. voices screaming and shouting is yeah. proving those voices fucking wrong because yeah. they screamed and shout in your head yesterday telling you you're not worthy. And you yeah. won today. They, mm-hmm. Champions do not scream and shout. They whisper. So those voices, those demons screaming are doing so because mm-hmm. they are losing and they, you, they don't know what else to do. So they're screaming and shouting at you. The same as a bully in a, in a schoolyard will scream and shout at you. The one time you step mm-hmm. up to them, they back the fuck down. It's the same yeah. as demons in your head. You are always yeah. winning but the demons don't know what to do. And that's the thing. You are winning. As long as you're not giving into them, you're winning every second. You're winning every single second as long as you're not giving into what they're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And we've, we've all, the thing is we've all had a level of depression. So we should all be sympathetic to others that are suffering at that moment. We've all, we've all had some sort of depression, whether it just be like a little bit of a, you know, a day where you just want to be in your blanket and cry or whether it's, you know, you've self-harmed or whether it's you've had those thoughts of just ending it. There is different levels of depression, but every single person at some point has had a touch of depression. And you know how it, you know how that little bit of depression felt? The person that you're looking at who's crying their heart out and wants to die, that's a hundred times what you felt. You should be sympathetic to them, not say, oh, my bloody hell, he's a waste of bloody resources. He is, you know, no, he's just he's just pretending. It literally I do not tell real life people that I have mental health issues. The reason I don't do that is because I feel like I'll be judged mm. for it. 
So I don't tell anybody. So on outside world, like they might see that I'm a bit like, you know, sad or, you know, I don't, I'm not smiling and being my happy bouncy self, but I won't tell anybody the reason why, because I fear, because I fear the judgment. I'm happy to tell people on TikTok. I'm happy to tell people, you know, on Switch or wherever I, this is going to be. I have serious fucking depression issues, but I won't tell anybody out there because they judge you too much. They just think the reason that I, one of the reasons I don't say that what, what I've got is because so many people think that you're just saying that so that you can get on benefits. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's they that... just say, they're just like, oh, you're lazy. You just want to be home all day. So you say you've got depression. It's like, yeah. nah, no, no, no. If you've got real depression, that is not the case, love. Really, it isn't. <laughs> it's that same, you know, it's because obviously, as I said about being homeless as well, and it's the weird mm-hmm. opinion that people have. So I remember once talking to someone and talking about the fact that mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, been, I'd been homeless. Their response mm-hmm. to me was, but you're civilized. And I was like, what? what what does that mean like what what has that got to do with the fact that i have nowhere to live and it's so when i was when i was a teacher we we actually had um we were talking to kids about homelessness and all these different things Mm -hmm. and i talked about the fact that i'd been on the streets no one in Mm -hmm. that school had an issue with it the university said do you think it's appropriate to say that's kids Yes, because yes. know that it can happen. Because we need to talk about mental health more. We need to talk about, we need to make mental health a normal conversation to have. We need to make, you know, if people are having, I've, I've been homeless. If people are homeless or have been homeless, they sh- sh- fuck off. You should be able to talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. If you think that that is going to help somebody in the future not be in that situation, then fucking talk about it. Absolutely. Open your gob, say something, and that person might actually learn. And they also, kids nowadays, do my head in because they're all about social, they are all about social media, and it's about getting views and things like that. So they will be purposely be dickheads. They will go out to purposely just film a video of being a dickhead. And they have no compassion. They have no manners. They don't respect anybody. They don't respect their elders. They don't respect property. And it's all because they're just, they just, they just don't have any consequences for their actions anymore. They can't be touched. In, like back in our day, if we misbehaved, we get a clap around the back of the head and dragged back by one of the neighbours and they dock on your door and they say, Stacey did such and such. And they go, right, all right, thanks, Carol. Drag me in the house, give me another clip round the air and send me to bed. It's, it is the weird thing of, there's, there's such a weird mix with um, young generations as well of you have everyone from Jake Paul to mm. Mr. Beast. Who are the same generation. Mm. You're like, the fuck? And it is, yeah. it, is, it is so strange because you just get, it, you just get lost in it. But I mean, I've had, I've personally had more issues with older people, if I'm honest. Um, I've had, I've had, I've had issues with the like, you know, fifty to sixty year old, that kind of generation. I think it's 
for me, it's anyone, it's even people in my generation sometimes. I mean, I, mm. I, it's part of the reason I started the charity is because mm. I know full well that people, people will be nice because they need to be, and that's not who I am. And so yeah. you need someone to be there and just going to go, no, go fuck yourself. I'll do it for you. Yeah. And this is the thing. Yeah. I mean, there's a, if anyone wants to go back and look at the podcast, there's a podcast mm-hmm. that we, this channel did with mm-hmm. my charity. And I make a comment about 10 minutes in of, if any of you expected, just because this is a charity, for me to sound any different, you're very yeah. wrong. Very, very I wrong. Sound the same here as I will in any mm-hmm. interview on TV. I'm I not- think, I, yeah, I've been given, I've been told that, Sometimes I um I come across too harsh, and I'm like, if you can't handle it, don't ask the question. Well, like you know the way I am, I'm straight to the point. If you're being a dickhead, I'm going to tell you that you're being a fucking dickhead. Don't take that. Don't take it personally. Just stop what you're doing. My, stop my, being a dickhead. My thing was all has always been because I, when I started it, especially in mental health, especially on Twitch, you do yeah. get people trying to put you on a pedestal, especially younger people because they're like. Oh, you know, this is an older person that unfortunately could probably be their dad. Um, <laughs> you know, being nice, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. you get put in, and I immediately said, no, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm an arsehole. No. And the point I've yeah. always made to people, and I continue to make, is I'm an arsehole. As far as yeah. I'm concerned, everyone's an arsehole. It's just whether I'm your kind of arsehole. That's yeah. the because if you've you, got to find your people, yeah, it's, it's it's a line from it's a line that I I've kind of elongated from Die Hard Two. So fucking mm-hmm. all those books thrown away. Die Hard Two, that's that's the real stuff. So I mean, because to me, if you if you find out if you put everyone on a pedestal and you find out they're complete dickheads, that crushes you. But if you mm-hmm. think everyone's a dick, everyone's an arsehole, and someone turns yeah. out to be amazing, fucking they're amazing now. And if they yeah. turn out to be an arsehole, the world knew they're an arsehole. That's it. That's the way I do it. And, and I will always sound this way. Now, the, mm-hmm. the thing that really confuses people is because I sound this way with this accent. And that yeah. confuses people because yeah. someone, my accent, and this is toned down. My accent is very much toned yeah. down. So I sound a bit more like fucking Reese Mogg um, in real yeah. life. But like the fact that this comes out of my mouth is probably the reason that certain doors have opened where they wouldn't before. You are who you are. And you're not going to pretend to be anything else just for social media and not for the charity and the trustees are well aware of this that and i think that's Mm -hmm. part of the reason that they're behind it is because it's like oh no no adam will stand in front of them fuck it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i said this is when we get bigger when the charity gets bigger when we get to the point of where we are now in parliament and talking um on policy Mm -hmm. politician out there thinks that my way of speaking will change Go and check. They are in for a fucking oh. surprise. Put it this way. Go and check Canterbury City Council from 2007 to 2011 when I was an elected, elected politician and see if I sounded any fucking different then because I didn't. Yeah. I called people out then and um, mm-hmm. John Gilby, you're still a cunt. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the leader of the council from the time I was on there. He, he, I, I think my, my line from that was, um, you've taken from the old and the new. No, you're a twisted Robin Hood because you've taken from the old and the young and given to no one. I don't sound any different, and I'm not going to. If somebody no. needs someone to stand up and be a voice, this is why universities, when I worked for them when I was a student, had issue with me, mm-hmm. because I don't care. Hold back. You're not going to say something. I'm going to call you out if you're talking bullshit, and I'm going to do that on mental health. And that's yeah. the point. It's, there's, yeah. there's a place for people who are more um, passive. My treasurer, Leah, you're amazing. Yeah. 
Um, there are people, you know, if I'm going to talk to someone in a certain area and I think actually my approach is not the fucking way. I'll... If somebody needs straightforward, direct advice or talking to, they come to you. If they want babying, they go to somebody else. If they just, if they're just not in a place where that that's right for them, because it's not. You yeah. Know, I, I say to people, and that's why we have the resources as well, because there are situations I can't help you with. You know, yeah. I am really bad with certain mental health conditions. I'm fucking terrible, and I happily, I mm-hmm. am fucking terrible. That is why mm-hmm. I have a resource list that I constantly update, because those people aren't terrible, and so those mm-hmm. are the people you go and talk to, and those are the people you should talk to anyway. Um, yeah. That's that's the reason we have them, and it's. Yeah. We just need to, and I mean, it's it's the round of everything, is that we need to talk about it more. It needs to be yeah. general discourse. It, doesn't it needs to be normalised. It really does. Absolutely. It needs to be normalised that we just, you know, because what, what's the fuck? People shouldn't be ashamed to admit that they've struggled with their mental health. Well, let's go up to, let's go up to Manchester and Liverpool. You're right, love. All right, first my thing darling. Fucking, first no, thing they fucking ask you, it's part of our language that we literally yeah. ask you how... Birmingham, yeah. you're okay. Every right, part of the country, every part of the country, right, in their own way, ask you. The down here, you're out, down here, they go, yeah. you're right, my darling? You're right, <laughs> darling? Everywhere has their way. But everywhere, no matter how you're saying it, in whatever accent, you're asking how someone is. But that's not yeah. really what you're asking. But no. that's the point. Is If we yeah. have a country whose fucking greeting is to ask you how you are and never mean it, how about we start actually meaning it and start just checking in. Start actually, when they ask that question, being able to just be straight and honest and just say, I'm struggling. Yeah. I mean, without I, being judged. I actually did a video the other day saying, stop asking people how they are. And the reason I said it was, yeah. if you, in that moment, I, whatever fucking... Uh, uh, do uh, you uh, actually want the do you want to know genuine answer? Do you have the you don't. all of that? If you can't deal with it, don't ask them. Don't ask. If you ask them and then they say they're struggling and you go, uh, they feel uh, even fucking worse now. They yes, they worse. do because they feel like, well, nobody's, 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 nobody's willing to listen to me. Well, now you're a burden. You know, I did, I told one person I was struggling and that person basically ignored the situation, <laughs> you know. Now they think they're a burden for telling you. And they don't do. ask unless you want to know the answer. Yeah, as simple as that. Or, or if you just go... It, it, I'll it, get involved in your charity. I know I'm only a teeny tiny TikToker, but, you know, I'll, I'm happy to get involved. I've actually got a battle going on with somebody who's got 1.5 million followers on Friday. I'm going to lose badly, by the way. <laughs> please, if you're, if you're listening to this or you're watching this or whatever, please go and follow me. And then on Friday, you've got the Team Mischief. And we're doing um, five rounds of Pictionary, five rounds of Charades, and five rounds of um, Lip Sync Battle. So <laughs> it's best of five for each category, and whichever team, and it's best of three for the team that wins. And I'm going to die. I'm just going to, I might as well just not do it. Do you know what I mean? The biggest problem with this is you're saying it's Friday and this comes out the Monday after that because there's a different different podcast already going out tomorrow. You know what? Why can't you just put it on now? Anyway. (laughs) It's been advertised now. I'll do another battle with somebody somebody the weekend after. Pick someone bigger. No, you two million. I'll just get somebody bigger. (laughs) Call call me Chris. Do you want a battle? Shout, give me, you know? Honestly, like, I, 
the thing is, I love I love doing my content. I love the fact that it's just happy smiley. But I will never go on there and pretend to be happy smiley. If I don't feel it, I won't do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's actually... I'm genuinely... If you see me smiling, it's because I feel good. I'm not going to fake smile anybody. You can fuck off. I've done that. Been there, done that. It doesn't help. Does not help at all faking a smile. We need to normalise something that has become more... It's happened more, but when I first started mm-hmm. in, in Twitch and mental health in general, it wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And people started to realise, mm-hmm. take a fucking break if you need it. If, if you're not... Yep. Doing, yep, don't stream that night. Don't put out a TikTok yep. that day. You know, I tonight, when I was streaming, I, you know, yep. half an hour before I thought, am I right? And then I was like, no, actually, I can do it. But I've had nights where I've just gone, I'm not right. I've had friend, friends um, the, other, the other day who on Friday... If you're not feeling it, don't do it. And it's right. If, if you're especially, especially if you're a mental health streamer, mental health facilitator, anything like that, do not get on there. I've done it before. I, before I took a break, so I took it, it, six months travelling. If you're not feeling it, then oh, it gets worse. If people get, new come on to there, they won't follow you because they don't feel the vibe because see, you've not got the vibe. That's not even a thing for me. It's more the case no. that... So my default emotions, so I, I talk about this, default emotions, I know a lot of people think default emotions should be happy. It fucking isn't. It's different for everyone. My default emotion is upset and anger. So if I'm mm. stressed, if I'm, I should have taken a break already and yeah. face stuff, I will get angry. And at that point... You're just, yeah, I should be fucking to... streaming. Should no. not be streaming in that no. That's why I took six months. I, I literally travelled the world for six months because of that. You just I took went, a, because of... Yeah, I think you've taken the same amount of time off as me, except you've had an adventure and I've been stuck at home. Do you know what I mean? I, I like my safety, my because of the stuff that I've been through in my life, I've been literally, I missed all of my childhood pretty much when I was talking then and I just jumped to 14 because my childhood was not. Like I had good moments, obviously, like everybody does, but my childhood was not a childhood. And it was not something that I would ever wish on people. Um, but it has made me who I am. Um, but I just, when I, my, I have this thing now where if I'm in a room, I have to have my back to a wall so I know that nobody's going to come behind me. So I've always got my, and I'm always like in the corner of the room so I can see everything that's going on. But I'm also, I know that nothing's going to come from behind me. Um, my seat in the living room, like it's my che- like my place on the couch. Nobody's allowed to sit there. They get trouble. Like Sheldon, but <laughs> it is, it is. It's my seat. Do not. I've, I've seen you do no. some of the some of the content from Big Bang Theory. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's but that is in like the furthest corner in the living room, so I can see through to the hallway and the kitchen. But I also know that nothing nothing's going to be behind me because I've got my back to a wall and when it's things like that it's those are the things that you take with you from trauma you might not be thinking about your trauma you might not be you know having you might still be even having a good day you're not you know you're not concentrating on that but you pick up little things that is part of PTSD part of the PTSD for me is that my home is my safety. If I feel de- depressed or if I'm upset or anything like that, I will not leave the house at all. I just spent the last six months um, 
I think I I left the house in six months. I left maybe fourteen times. I left the house in six months because that's this is my safety. This is where I feel most secure. I control who comes in through through my doors. I control what happens. I you know and I'm safe here. My bubble, you know, and I will not leave it. On because I feel because outside to me is scary I just I don't want to go out there things happen out there that I can't control and that makes me really anxious um so yeah I've just spent the last six months he's he traveled the world I spent mine in my living room in my dressing gown (laughs) it's and it's weird it's 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 always different and that's the thing as well is that it's different for what certain people need as well um, mm-hmm. I think if I'd have, I think there's a possibility if I'd have spent my, my, those six months in my house, I wouldn't be here. Um, I just needed to, to get away. So, you so, needed to, you needed, you needed to run sometimes. So yeah, I, I, sometimes thing, I like, I'm a marathon runner as well. So that's probably appropriate. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, there's, there is, there's a lot of, actually, I mean, there's a lot of poems and fucking posts and everything about runners. And the one that seems most prevalent is that there's a there's images and there's this been going for a while, around for a while, but it's the idea that every not every but a lot of marathon runners are trying to run faster than the demon that's chasing after them. That's what it is. Mm. The amount of people you go to a marathon, the amount of people mm. who are suffering from some form of mental health, it, it's almost ninety percent I'd say of the people I've spoken spoken to when I've mm. been running are suffering in some way. Depression, mm-hmm. PTSD, mm-hmm. anxiety, whatever it is. They suffering. run because they can, they're, they're running from their issues. Yeah, it's, it's that thing, you know, yeah. and that's, I mean, and it's weird because, and that's why I have my running medals in front of me there because it's kind of a, it's... How, how, how much do you know about fibromyalgia? I, I know people that have, have, I know people in my community that suffer from it, but I don't know a massive amount. Okay, well, I'm just going to teach you just, couple of lessons with regards to it okay um when i was diagnosed um the the person who diagnosed me said listen i've been doing this god knows how many years she said people with fibromyalgia are not like lazy people she said they're people who have fought and fought and fought and just push through and push through and push through every single thing that it eventually rewires your brain to mess with your nervous system. So your brain makes your nervous system on high alert all over your body. And it's because you've literally suffered so much trauma or you've had, you've just been fighting. You've been fighting and fighting and pushing through and she said, I've never met anybody with fibromyalgia who hasn't had trauma in their life. Mm. So fibromyalgia is actually, they say that it's, they try and take, they try and put you on, um, on a course that is supposed to help you um, retrain your brain. And it's 10 week course. And, I was with, I, it's at the pain clinic and I went to the pain clinic every week for six months and it didn't help. There is some, um, some scientists are looking into maybe it's an autoimmune thing, 
but it gem genuine generally um is brought on by people who have suffered a fair amount of trauma and people who are um tr- they try so hard they they just keep pushing through no matter what the issue is they just have to push through and eventually their body gives up and makes them in pain because the the body's like you need to stop and fibromyalgia people are like "Mm, yeah it's just a little bit of pain it's not by the way when you have a flare you're literally painful from the top of your head you can't even touch your head because it's so painful to the tip of your toes and it feels like you your muscles are all like really really tight and just like that and you want you know you know when your muscles are like that you kind of want to just give them a rub don't you Mm. if you touch your skin it is like shards of glass under your skin so you can't even rub your muscles better you just have you you can't you can't touch your skin it's like glass and it's you feel like you've got the worst flu that you've ever had it feels like flu you can't do anything you can't if somebody touches you it's just painful and it is a mental and possibly an autoimmune thing but people don't take it seriously and it needs to be talked about more because it it like it does mess with my bipolar so if I have a flare it it makes me go into a depressive episode with my bipolar and it's this vicious circle constantly and there's no way that you can control it because you don't know when your next flare is going to be or how bad it's going to be. It might be a mild one. It might be a really big one. Yeah. But it's just, it's a consequence of people who have had trauma in their lives. It's a, it's their body eventually trying to tell them to stop. Yeah. Your body, your brain is basically trying to force you to stop by making you in pain. And there's so many of us trying to do that. So many of us just go, I'll, I'll do, you know, the fucking, I'll, I'll sleep when I die, I can fuck off. Um, mm-hmm. of us just try and push through everything and you can't, you, you cannot, no. you're, not, you're not fucking juggernaut from the X-Men. You cannot do it. No, there's only so much that your body and your brain can take before you have to stop. You will collapse at some point. Yeah. You, you just collapse and you will crash. So many different reasons. It's the same thing as when people, I don't know, I don't know myself, people put up masks to mask your depression or whatever, and you put them up mm-hmm. and up and up, and eventually there'll be a crack, and then everything crumbles, mm-hmm. and it can just yeah. be a complete, a complete and utter nightmare. Um, you know when I'm having a, a you know, everybody knows when I'm having either a fibro flare or a, a bipolar depression issue because I go silent. Mm. I don't communicate with anybody. I won't text you back. I won't answer your phone calls. I just want to be left alone. That is my kind of coping mechanism and um, when I'm depressed or when I'm in pain I literally like put my walls up and just leave me alone let me binge watch some freaking Netflix and just switch myself off and it is literally me switching off I'll do the, the necessities so I'll feed the dogs I'll feed the birds I'll make sure my daughter's all right other than that leave me alone leave me alone I don't touch me. Don't try and talk to me. Just let, I just want to be like, I would happily sit in a room that is dark, completely silent. Because I find that that's another symptom of fibromyalgia as well, is you have oversensitivity 
mm. to noise and light and just chaos. I can't, it, I can't handle it. Actually, if I'm having a flare, if somebody's too noisy, it's painful for me. So I would happily sit in a room and just be silent, no TV, nothing. Just me sat there being left alone. It's just a dream at that point. I just like, I, I just leave me alone. That's my coping mechanism. And other people, people have different coping mechanisms. Everybody has, but you need to, some people don't get, don't, they haven't learned their coping mechanism yet. They haven't found out, found it. And there are, you know, there are places that you can go that will teach you meditation or they'll teach you mindfulness. Um, there are, you, you can even do it like, through YouTube you can find YouTube videos that will help you with mindfulness or there are YouTube videos that will help will say right okay these are the ways that people some some people do this some people do that some people do this try each one and see which one makes you feel a little bit better so the charity that I've been talking about the main thing that we do as a charity is basically you find your own therapy at the moment we have 15 to 20 videos by the end of the year will be 100 plus and that's where we're going right. to a very small charity that's why there's so many there's not as many videos at the moment but the idea of it is that you effectively create your own um therapy and that means there's going to be mm-hmm. videos up there that um we have music that's made specifically for us so if you just need music mm-hmm. to there are guided meditations um that mm-hmm. is me i'm a meditation teacher there are three or four um guided meditations specifically there are these aren't ones you can find on youtube everything for us mm-hmm. on that site is ours um we have mm-hmm. those on there we have um christoph cotin who is a clinical um, um hypnotherapist who does breathing exercises for you just to help you mm-hmm. not necessarily through meditation or anything like that but just helps you be able mm-hmm. to breathe to take that um, thing back we have videos that are up teaching you how to throw yourself for martial arts, getting you into that kind of fitness and being able to do mm-hmm. falls. We have um, RJ, who's one of our trustees, talking about his alcoholism and how he's got on that path and how many years he's now on because he got mm-hmm. on that path and how he started that journey. We have Leah, who is now into swing dance. She suffered from agoraphobia and did not leave her house for God knows how long. She's now mm-hmm. massively into swing dance and how you get into that. The idea, of our, the idea of our site, is that and we are also because i wrote it finishing off now on a practitioner's course in mindfulness which will mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not getting it up on the site i'm not getting it released until i get it accredited by uh, about yeah. three different international bodies then we will mm-hmm. release that for consumption so if you want to do it we'll have people you can just contact us and we will take you through mm-hmm. that course um but that's the point of it as well literally the idea of finding your own therapy that could be the chat where you can find the therapist or you can find yeah. but it's yeah you can find the thing that what you works for you exactly is all your options videos. go yeah. through them and see which one works for you exactly and if it i do have like a quite a funny story actually because i know you just mentioned the um hypnotherapist yeah. and also um the meditation teacher um my fr- my friend's dad is like um, a holistic doctor he used to be a gp but now, he's, you know, he, he left he left the GP thing because he was like, it's a medi go round. He said, all you do all day is literally just give people people like pills, and I don't want to do that. So he works with he's a private doctor now, and he works with a lot of like he does a lot of um, 
making sure that people are fit enough to do their job and things like that. But on top of that, he does do hypnotherapy and he also teaches mindfulness. Um, he hypnotized one of my friends who had been smoking for like 25 years. Um, he hypnotized him and the guy, my friend left his office and he's not smoked a cigarette since. Um, so I went to see him because, um, I, normal psych- psychologists and psychiatrists they weren't they just didn't care they just look at you as though they're bored do you know what I mean it's like that you just I didn't feel comfortable talking to them because they were just sat there like that mm-hmm. and it was just not for me so I went to see him and he's a lovely lovely bloke and um, so at first we did brain training which he actually has a a really expensive sort of computer and you get nodes put on your head and your ears and things like that and what you have to do is watch the screen and every time you get certain brain waves if you get them right which are your positive brain the brain waves that you want to have it would reward you with a song so if you wanted to hear the whole song you had to keep try and keep your brain waves at that perfect thing and it did kind of work I did always I did feel better after doing it and things like that um he tried to teach me meditation and mindfulness and I I just can't rest my my brain never switches off ever never ever and it's a security thing so he tried hypnotizing me because I wanted to give up smoking like my friend um and I was hypnotized I did go under and when I came out of it he said that didn't work and I said, why? And he said, because you were doing it in third person. You were you were over it. You were watching like from a distance rather than it being you being in the hip, being hypnotized and you doing the, the steps within the hypnotism. You was watching yourself do it. He said, because you've got too many walls built up in your brain. You, there's too much, too many locks there there's too much protection going on there and basically hypnotism won't work for me there's i mean there's a lot of different things for it in general hypnotism is an interesting one because clinical hypnotherapy. I, I really wanted it to work i tried really hard yeah i mean but it just didn't work for me it works for some people like i said but not yeah, for me because because hypnotism in general has to be you doing it so for instance um when yeah. when when magicians do hypnotism, it's not real. It can't be. It literally yeah. is, come again is not real. It's it's they, it's it's suggestion. Um, and the mm-hmm. the whole like, the whole point with clinical um, hypnotherapy is effectively what you're doing is meditation. You mm-hmm. are being into a meditative state, and then from there, when you actually that's that's how it's really worth. Yeah. Meditation yeah. in general. I mean, I, so many people say they don't um, they don't get on with meditation. The thing I always say to them is generally what they mean and that's not the same for everyone but generally what they mean is mm-hmm. they don't get on with la style wellness meditation which is mm-hmm. which goes down like this and we'll talk you through the meditation which i'll grant is what the meditations are on the website just mm-hmm. because they're the most used but i meditate to die hard i meditate to rock um it does because i know how that film goes and it's mm-hmm. noise i fucking hate silence so i'm not going to sit in the corner in lotus position going um because that's not I like silence, but only if I'm like binge watching something where it's like, like you said, you know how that film goes. Yeah. So you know the plot. You and I will do that. I will sit in. I'll sit in silence the whole room, like just 
everybody asleep, everybody's quiet, and I will watch, re-watch, like, a film that I've watched. Like, like I'll, I'll just binge watch, like, Hunger Games or something like that. Well, you're probably seen them loads of times, but I know what they do. And I'm guessing for most of that film, you effectively skip, and it almost feels like half an hour's gone rather than the five hours that it really is altogether. Yeah, I'm not really concentrating on it fully. And it's in the background there. So that's meditation, and that's what people don't usually say. Is meditation is when you effectively switch off without you switching off. So when when you meditate, there used to be this idea of you need to empty your mind, which is a load of bullshit. Yeah, never say that. I can't do that. It doesn't happen. You can't. You, no. you can't. Cause no, I can't like, do it. It's like telling someone, don't think of a pink elephant. Well, the only thing you can fucking yeah. do is a pink elephant. But meditation is effectively when your mind is able to switch off outside of the exterior so that you are in a suggestive state or that your mind has a time where it is effectively relaxing. It usually happens mm-hmm. when people are doing tasks that they are used to, that are the mm-hmm. hobbies they enjoy. That's why a lot of run, yeah. run. So effectively, you say you don't get on meditation, but you have. It's just that you didn't realize you were doing it. This is, yeah, I mean, I've obviously I've, been, just, I've been diagnosed with bipolar a really long time. So yeah. I've found ways of coping with it yeah, when I'm, exactly. when, you know, so I will switch off. That yeah. is my first thing. And I feel really cruel for switching off because I'm ignoring everybody, but it's something that I need. Um, things like my daughter um, started to get anxiety in primary school because she hated it there and, and she she was different to the other kids. The other kids, they just, she's, my daughter's extremely intelligent. And she wanted to do games like that where you would have to use your brain. But they just wanted to play tag. And she didn't like that, you know. And she was like, it's really boring. They just do the same thing all the time. But she started to get a bit of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to her about it. And I said, listen, everybody gets anxiety every now and again. And I gave her a bobble around her wrist. So I said, when you're feeling like anxious or mad because she's got a temper on her or anything like that, just ping it, like just gently ping it and concentrate only on that and you'll calm down. And that really worked for her. So, you know, um, finding those singular things that are helpful for you. mm -hmm. And so many people find them and don't even realize they have. And that's that's what I mean. It's Mm -hmm. I always say to somebody and that's why we have those those videos on the website, because. You might find, like, I'm about to put one up that teaches you how to make um, peanut butter uh, peanut butter and peanut cookies and then some Nutella cookies. Um, Get some chocolate in there. Nutella cookies. We do that one. No, that's just, no, it's Nutella. But it's not chocolate. The point of those ones is also because they're cheap. Um, but the the idea is for some people, literally doing that, doing that activity or doing it with the kids can be so relaxing for them sometimes. It's that's the point of it. Um, I've just noticed the time as well, and we do need to... to I told you I'll chat your ear off. No, that's not the issue. It's the fact that the, the thing I'm recording this through will literally cut us off in a minute. <laughs> oh. Um, well, that's rude. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, Zoom, sort it out. I was, I was enjoying this. If anyone Listen, didn't know what I'm using. TikTok Jesus, call me Chris. <laughs> yeah, she you wants know? a new candidate now. Um, so, yes... Is there anything? Uh, no, it's just that I, I've got, I'm a teeny tiny TikToker, and this was a surprise to me. I didn't understand why he wanted to talk to me because I was like, mm, I'm only like a bitty TikToker. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't mean anything. It's it's when I come across people. So one of my um, we have an ambassador that's a TikToker as well. She's got less mm-hmm. she's got less um, subscribers than you. It doesn't matter. It's it, it's about the people that you think are going to be interesting and you think that actually are talking the right way. That's I want to talk to everyone from you know, from 
my mates who I did, who I started this channel with, mm-hmm. um, all the way up to, you know, psychologists and social media stars, because mm-hmm. everyone needs to have a voice. That's the point. Yeah. Was there anything that you think we haven't, and, okay, there's a lot that we haven't covered. Is there anything you think there is covered that you're just like, I should definitely say this before we go, or do you think we're kind of, we're kind of there? Um, I think I would like to say that people should be more kind to each other. I think people judge too quickly. I think just following somebody because they're gorgeous doesn't mean they're a nice person. You know, just be be genuine. Be genuine and be truthful. That's all people should be. Be honest, be genuine, be truthful. And you'll find that things are better that way. Yeah. I will say, if you're making connections online, remember those connections are just as true as anything else. If that's the only friends mm-hmm. that you're finding you have right now, that doesn't make that's you fine. anybody else. And, um, and find something that works for you that makes you feel better. And absolutely. As long as it's not like alcohol, drugs, or you know anything like that. If it's if it's safe and it's secure and it's innocent, keep do it. Yeah. I, no, don't let other people judge you for what makes you happy. I. I personally will rage out the fuck to fam uh, to four guys if four guys is something that you do to chill out do it it doesn't matter if it's something that helps you if i lose my temper everybody knows about it i mean i nearly i've nearly broken this fucking um setup because of four guys but you know if that's something that helps you do it if there's a game that helps you if there's a song that helps you use it it doesn't matter if it works for someone else it doesn't matter if, if it you- works for you as long as it doesn't harm you or other people then do it what works for you and um, i want to say to you thank you for inviting me onto your podcast my first ever podcast <laughs> i was nervous as hell um also i'm very interested in the charity that you're setting up it sounds absolutely amazing um and if you want me to come on board for any reason whatsoever whether that be just an ambassador or whether i can help you with um you know some more stuff that's absolutely fine um I've done a lot of charity work in the past, so I'm interested in helping you grow and helping you help people. Absolutely. And if anyone does want to follow along, the details will be below, but also up the number four, mentalhealth.org. You can find most of our stuff from there, the YouTube link for the podcast and things like that. Um, And you can find how you can get involved on there in many different ways. We literally... Because of a lot of nonsense, we had to, um, when we first launched, we had to stop it. We have now relaunched as of last week. So we are, we've got a lot of stuff we want to do, but we have literally just relaunched. Um, when this, when this, uh, when this comes out, it'll be two weeks, but we want to do stuff locally. We want to, we want to up those resources online. If you're creative, you think there's something that you can teach that people be able to help, let us know. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on board. Thank you everyone for watching. If you have made it to the end, firstly, Get yourself a cookie because fucking hell you deserve it. Uh, apparently, you can't have a peanut butter cookie. That's not allowed. But get yourself you a cookie. you got to have a brew. you got to have yeah. a chocolate cookie and a brew. So if you didn't Pizza know if you were from Manchester already, that's how you figure that one out. Um, <laughs> but get yourself a cookie. Have if you're a- over 18 and you can take a joke, follow me. <laughs>
But yes, thank you everyone um, for for listening along, and uh, we will. I don't know who's coming on next week. Um, this is being recorded a little bit ahead, so I'm not too sure who's next up. But thank you everyone for joining. When us. does this get released? Can you can you send yes, it to yeah, me? Yes, no, yeah. This this will be released. The exact date this comes out. So anyone out there, you know, I've gone very wrong if this does not come out on this date. Um, this is due to come out on. So this when the hell are we? That is first. So tomorrow there. This will come out on the 8th of August. 8th of August. Yeah. So, I'm, wait. I'm, I'm not going to be watching it back. I can't watch myself on something. It's <laughs> terrible. Well, there you go. I will put some clips up as well that you can, um, you can share. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we will see you again next time. Thanks, everyone.